Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills. We discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, focusing on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Michael Apps. Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills without the need for a whetstone. This is a podcast where we discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, and we are recording Chapter 14, Dancing with the Dinosaur. I am Phil Willis, and this is the Master Hunter himself, Mr. Michael Apps. What's up? What up? Woo! Been a busy week, hasn't it? Or two weeks, a week or two, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Been busy. You and I have been putting in our time with Iceborne and making some progress. Finally, yeah. Lack thereof in certain circumstances. (laughs) That's, you know, failure is its own form of progress. Right? Right? But uh, boy, we got a we got a couple of things to talk about. We got some we got some uh, we got some what did we we went to the depths of despair with our losses and and hit the thrill of, of victory. We have some great and exciting stories on both sides of that spectrum for you tonight. We're also introducing our new segment, the Training Grounds, and we're going to start going through uh, the fourteen weapons uh, here. So by the time we get done, we should be up to chapter twenty-seven. Uh, we also have our investigation as normal. We're going to talk about Beatotus. Uh, we have a couple of questions in our mailbox. Who knows what else? So uh, we're right back to kick this off. back this is the signed quest where mike and i just basically give you a rundown of what we have been doing in the world of monster hunter or its various other games uh but actually it's been mostly monster hunter or let's be honest we've been playing a lot of iceborne <laughs> and iceborne it, it, it boy it doesn't it doesn't play any games with you does it uh no no, no it does not no you are in master rank boy and the gloves are off yeah, uh, Iceborne wants to kill you, and often it succeeds at doing so. Yeah, yeah, it's there to teach you a lesson, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, and I remember I remember numerous people kind of complaining how easy Monster Hunter World was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk, uh, let's, let's, let's kick this off by talking about your good friend, Glavinus. Uh, do we have to? Oh, yes, he's up on the list. And boy, t- so speaking of pains in the arse, how many cards did we have to Glavinus? Uh, a lot. A I lot? feel like it was a story quest or something, and it even allowed us extra cards. Although I could be thinking of a different previous hunt. But man, were there a lot. A uh, lot of cards. I tell you, this, this, this was rough. I had fought him before you did a couple weeks ago. And uh, I had played it with a friend, and we barely got by him. And then I decided I want his armor, so I decided to go back and solo him with an insect glaive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's one thing when you're fighting with four other people, you know, with Glavinus. It's another thing when he just has you to focus on. <laughs> Occasionally looks at your palico, but then he remembers, oh yeah, you're the real threat. <laughs> 
I I I I I I, I failed. Like I I'm just <laughs> not used to failing with an insect glee. That's that's my that's my baby. And and yeah, he just kicked my arse. Well, uh, and we we had just fought him in generations too, and. He, you know, he was nasty, but he wasn't that bad. I mean, no, no. In fact, uh, I was using a greatsword, which I never use. I'm pretty uncomfortable with, and we still pulled through. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is like this is like he woke up and drank a few hundred gallons of Starbucks, <laughs> and that's before he goes into enrage mode. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Glavinus is the dinosaur. He looks like Anjanath. Uh, he's a dinosaur, a T-Rex-shaped creature. Uh, but where he differs is his really huge long sword that's made of mostly metal at the end. And he sharpens his tail with his teeth because mm-hmm. reasons. And when he lets it go, because that's a lot of friction there, when he lets it go, he'll whip around in this big circle doing this big AOE that is capable of carding multiple people at the same time. Yeah. And that's with that. And then he has a ton of fire. Regular Glavinus has a ton of fire attacks. Uh, he you mixes will be these things put up. put on fire often. 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 You will get fire blight, which is essentially being put on fire. He'll light the ground on fire, and you happen to walk on the ground, and now you're on fire. Because he's... <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. So, yeah, really, really uh, a, a tough fight. But we, we got through that, and, and then uh, I, I believe you had an encounter with the T-Grex. Uh, yep. Now, this is another another blast from the past, right? T-Grex. Everyone's fought T-Grex and, yeah. well, you know, older Monster Hunter games, right? He's just a big yeah. pussycat. Yeah. Uh So it's basically like a tiger-looking thing. It's if you imagine a tiger crossed with like a a wyvern or something like that. That's Tigrex, and he likes to move around a lot. And in Iceborne, he hits really, 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 really hard. And uh, yeah, I started the fight with an insect glaive. Realized that was stupid. Switched to Gunlance, and still was having trouble because he was just wrecking me. The minute you even drop a shield with a with a lance or gun lance or anything along those lines, just even getting the timing is so difficult because he is so quick. Yeah, he he makes no, Odegaron yeah. look slow by comparison. <laughs> and he's probably quicker than he was in the past games too, just yeah. based on you know the new engine. And uh, yeah, uh, not one to take lightly, even if you have fought plenty of them in the past, which I have. And though they've been tough, I've never had a problem with T-Rex in the past, really. But man, uh, it it is absolutely no joke in this part. Yeah, you said uh, because of the engine, right? These monsters are are fighting differently. Uh, that yeah. what you don't know, Mister Apps, is that the engine includes a brand new lounge where the monsters hang out in between fights, and in that lounge is a limitless supply of Starbucks coffee. <laughs> man how do i get access to that lunch i know right <laughs> but th- that's exactly what you got there um yeah no he's he's been really tough and 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 uh, it's a little bit easier when you're playing with other people um if you got two people and you both have palicos and one of those palicos at the very least is uh the 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 shield palico uh to help pull his attention it, it can it can it can be a little bit easier but he's still 
you know, he's still really tough. I, I get the feeling that they were trying to address some of the complaints about Monster Hunter World being too easy. Uh, and with these creatures that don't have, I know, right? That don't have massive AOE. Don't get me wrong. They have AOE, but massive AOEs. Uh, they fit, you know, that, that do most of their damage with physical biting, clawing attacks. That they just really had to make them a lot faster in how they jump from person to person. Um, to make sure no man is left behind uncarded. So... <laughs> That's all. That would be the only explanation to come up with, which which makes them a beast if you're soloing them and they're just hopping between you and your palico. And then when your palico faints, which will be often, uh, the monster has nothing else to do but to come after you and just jump all over the place doing it. Just just insane. Uh, and then and then you got to fight his darker cousin uh, Nargakuga. Yes. Another blast from the past. I I actually am wearing uh, Nargakuga armor. I can't remember if it's in four generations, but I I, I like the the skills on it in that older games. Plus, it's kind of got the puffy pant ninja thing going on, so it looks kind of <laughs> it, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's interesting. It's ninja looking, uh, and the palico gear looks cool. So, uh, how did your fight with Nargakuga go? Uh, so first fight, um, and this is with random helpers. Um, was a failure. I carded once, and somebody that joined up carded twice, so that kind of went down in flames. Mm. Uh, but tried it again. One of the person that carded twice actually joined up again for the second time, and uh, that time no one carded. Oh, good. Like it was just more careful. I was using a gun lance. Can't remember if I used it the first time or not, but you know, it's a bit easier than Tigrex. You know, just. Just a matter of watching out for the tail, because he's got a nasty tail. I don't think he moves quite as fast as T-Rex or jumps around quite as much. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, be careful and you can take him down. Yeah, I found him a little bit more it's manageable, too, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely way easier than Glavinus. <laughs> and then somehow the, the next fight got even a little bit easier, I believe, when we tackled a Brachidios. Yeah. Because you and I but... did that together, and the, none of us really had any issues. Yeah, I've kind of, you know, I've fought way too much Brachidios, so <laughs> used to it. But at this point, Brachidios is a a huge hulking uh, creature that that goes on all fours, but his front, if you want to call them legs, paws, whatever. There's really no paws down there. They're just kind of like these big club-like hands. They're just clubs, and and he puts slime on them. He licks them or something. And 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 then he whacks you around with them, but the slime basically inflicts blast status on you, which means after you know three, five, ten seconds, whatever it is, you'll blow up and you'll take massive damage. You can counteract that by rolling four or five times in a row, or if you have the appropriate uh, blast blight defense, uh, you, you you'll probably be fine there. I'm I'm gonna guess eating a nullberry would probably also knock it out. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, he was a bit jumpy, and he was throwing, I mean, a lot of denial of space because he also puts that slime all over the ground. And the ground will explode, and there was a couple of times when playing an insect glaive where I'm in the air, I, I hit him, but on the way down I accidentally land in one of those puddles when they blow up. Yeah, it can be tough to avoid those. That's mm. why I really like uh, Gun Lance for Brachidios. Mm. Or something with a shield. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can block those explosions even if you're standing in the middle of them, so it makes it a bit easier than having to roll out of the way a ton. I tell you what, when we went we went to fight uh, Glavinus. Was 
was it? Did we fight a Glavinus after Brecadios, or maybe that was with my brother? Um, I feel like I did a Glavinus. Was, Were we trying to farm him up or something? Um, maybe I, I think it was we. We had to fight him beforehand because I had to beat that to get to. Oh right, right, right. But you know what? Actually, I had beaten up so much Bracadios before then that I had uh, I had enough materials to make myself a nice Bracadios lance, and it actually looks pretty decent. It's kind of blue with this green slime on it, and it flicks blast status on the monster. So having that probably similar to the one I maxed out in uh, Monster Hunter Three. Mm-hmm. Monster mm-hmm. Hunter 3 Ultimate, I should say. Do you have any other fun and exciting things you wanted to talk about? Maybe that you were doing uh, in other games? Uh, let's see. Uh, Generations Ultimate, I did the, did one more quest in 6-star. I think I have one more to go before I get the urgent. It was uh, Gormagala, and I fought it. This is like my second fight in Generations Ultimate with Sword and Shield, specifically the one uh, that you told me about the uh, with the princess ah, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, destroyed it. Love it. <laughs> think I think I carded once, uh, you know, which can happen. But uh, for the most part, it went pretty well, and I'm really enjoying the Sword and Shield. Glad that I glad I finally <laughs> gave it another chance after. I think the last time I used it was uh, either Monster Hunter Freedom or Monster Hunter Freedom 2 on the PSP, so well, it's be, been a while. We'll be diving into more details about that during our new Training Ground segment. Uh, that'll be a good segue there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I love myself some Gormagala. Oh, I love that armor set. Oh, so pretty. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just going to talk about one thing that I did, because a lot of what you talked about we did together. But um, uh, I had some real fun with Alcanas. So Alcana is the big ice dragon baddie that, for the first half at least, of Master Rank and Iceborne, that's what the whole story's about. What's going on? Mm. What's causing all these problems? Well, it can only... Big spoiler here, people. It's a big ice dragon uh, in Iceborne. I, I know. Earth-shattering. So you you have a two-part fight with Alcana. The first part, you have to delay him to get him to flee. He's attacking the front of the town, or she. I have no clue what gender Valkana is. <laughs> I didn't look underneath its tail because every time I tried it, it whacked me really hard. But, uh, and, and, and that part wasn't too bad. You got some cannons you can work with. You got some, the typical Monster Hunter big boss toys you can play around with uh, to help out with that fight. Uh, another one of those fights that's a little bit easier if you got other people helping you out on that one. There was one time where I was soloing it. I just used my palico with the shield and had it put down one of those blow-up palico dolls to get Volcana's attention and hold it long enough for me to shoot it with the cannon a bunch of times. So <laughs> that was super satisfying. But then Volcana flies off and the real fun begins because now you got to fight Volcana on one-on-one combat. So my friend and I, uh, my other friend and I, were trying to do this one together for the first time. We're like, we're gonna, we're gonna take on Vakana and we're gonna do this together. And boy, uh, I forget what weapon I was using, but uh, probably a charge blade. But uh, man, so Vakana is so offensive, uh, and I don't mean that he forgot to put on deodorant. Just <laughs> constantly throwing area of attack 
I spell this, I spell that, and and one day we'll go into great detail of exactly what all, well, you know, what, uh, what 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 his or her attacks are, and exactly how those work when we do an investigation on them. But just nonstop, and you're taking damage constantly, and mind you. I made sure to wear some good ice protection. I probably had 30 to 50 ice protection at that point at least. I would eat for uh, elemental resistance rather than physical defense. And it, it just hurts so much. And it doesn't stop. So it really cuts into your damage potential when you're running around healing and throwing down healing boosters all the time. Um, but it, it's brutal. Then, uh, so we, we fought, and it went back and forth, and, and this has got to be the first time since uh, fighting Nergigante uh, for the first time, when Nergigante was hard and you first fought him. This was the first time I went back to camp to grab more potions, because <laughs> it was, I was just going through them. It was so bad that I grabbed potions, uh, I grabbed a, high, a bunch of high potions, but also a bunch of regular potions with honey, so I could combine them on the fly. Um, it was It was that rough, but... We went for, uh, you know, we, we, he started limping. We were already past 45 minutes. And I was like, we're not going to win because it's an elder dragon. You can't capture an elder dragon. So there, there's, he's just now limping. He's still got probably, you know, 20% or whatever it is of his hit points left. So, yeah, now we, we've lost. We tried, tried it anyways, but we lost. And I got frustrated because we just, we just basically spent 50 minutes fighting this this beast and got nothing to show for it but a bunch of used up potions so uh he had to go to bed but i was ticked so i decided i'm gonna take him on myself but i'm gonna i'm gonna do a better job you know just being a little bit better prepared because you know when you lose from the time lane you're playing with other people you know it's basically you failed the dps test right so the question was was it me was it him if i play it alone the monster will have less hit points so, uh, but I have to, you know, then it's all on me. So I fought him, and at 35 minutes, uh, Pumpkin started limping to go to sleep somewhere. And I'm patting myself on the back, like, I got this shiz. Oh, yeah, this <laughs> one's this one's in the bank. It sound familiar, Mike? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get to his lair. I've got my barrels, because Elder Dragon, you want to barrel him when, he, when he's sleeping and, and give him a wake-up call, which I did. And we did another go around, and two minutes later, he's already running away, and I get the 10-minute warning, you know, for the quest to expire. I'm like, dang, nabbit, stay still. Go and fight him again. He runs away again. I'm starting to sweat at this point. There's five minutes left. I'm down to three uh, potions, like three potions total. I got nothing else unless I go back to, to the camp, but I'm down to five minutes, and the camps aren't anywhere close. So, if I take the time out, I might lose it. So, I go and I fight him. Four minutes, three minutes. He, t- I have to use up my last three healing potions. Uh, he gets me down into the less than half health. My my uh, health my health uh, booster uh, comes off cooldown. I slap that thing down. Just sweating bullets because if I get KO'd and I get carded, then I'm going to be back in town and I'm going to be running out of time. Two minutes left. Uh, as I'm trying to heal and, and hold up my shield and everything, and it comes flying at me, and I take a couple more whacks, and he falls to the ground dead. Two minutes remaining. I was cheering. No one else was there, and I don't know if it counts as a cheer if no one else can hear you scream, but I was screaming like, yeah, take that, you mofo! Um, so it was definitely the, the height of victory. 
I'm like, yeah. <laughs> God, that's like doing that five-star urgent quest, but it's master rank. And it was brutal. <laughs> um, I decided to fight him again, and I can't remember why. Maybe it was just to see if I could do it better. Um, that's kind of the cool thing about Monster Hunter is, is is you can take these monsters back on and say, okay, can I do it this time without carding? Can I do it this time in under 30 minutes? Whatever. What can I do to get there? How can I challenge myself? So this time, you know, I treated this uh, – when I fought Kieran – uh, my normal weapons didn't work out too well. Insect Glaive, he'd knock me out of the air with the lightning. When I used like a sword and shield or uh, whatever, charge blade, anything with the shield, I could never get the timing right, and the AoEs would hit me anyways. So the way I beat um, Kieran, he's weak against fire, so I went with the with the dual daggers, uh, and I had made some Angie daggers. And and the cool thing about the, the twin daggers is you can dodge while you're attacking at the same time. So I did that with Alcana, and I upgraded my Angie daggers to high-end Angie daggers. I actually had to go out and farm a couple of Rathians or Rathaloses or something to do that, which that took forever. Rathalos and high master rank is a bloody damage sponge. Um, took me over 30 minutes to hunt. But uh, whereas like a normal high rank, even when I was just using high rank weapons, uh, a high rank would only take me 15 minutes. But anywho... Uh, got my upgraded fire daggers, went back and just stayed offensive and dodged around a lot, and it made a world of difference. It was just like the difference it made with Kieran. I actually took him down the second time in under 35 minutes, probably close to 30. So, oh, wow. yeah, just the difference. Uh, you know, the right tool, you, you know, like you and I have talked about in the past, the right tool for, for the job, right? Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I need to farm Volcana a lot more to get the really awesome looking set. Uh, on the female character, it makes you look like some sort of regal queen, uh, ice queen. So, you know, you slept them from Frozen or something. It just looks badass. I, I need one. Uh, I need one of all those outfits. They look so cool. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking of the right tool for the right job, I think that's a great segue to our new segment, the training grounds. And uh, we'll be right back to do that after these commercial messages. Are you tired of being drug on the ground when a monster knocks you out? Have you ever woke with a sore back after the Palicos dragged your carcass back to camp? Then you need to experience a new way of passive travel! That's right, we're talking about the cart. The cart revolutionizes how you return to camp after a monster has kicked your arse. With your very own The Cart, your Palicos will pull your hot bod back to camp in comfort and style. And guess what, Phil? What's that, Mike? It's on sale now for just $39.99! Get out! And if you buy two, we'll even throw in a pair of mittens for your palicos. Sweet deal! The cart. Sold wherever fine, quality first aid supplies are sold. Buy yours today. This is uh, the training grounds where we're going to spend the next 14 chapters of The Hunt. uh, One chapter at a time, going through one weapon at a time. And I'm going to start off, I got the all 14 weapons listed here, but uh, but we're going to start off with the sword and shield. There's a method to my madness. Uh, the sword and shield, the reason why I choose that one first, is it's it's generally the, the one that, that you like to recommend for new players. Uh, of course, whenever somebody says, what's the best weapon in Monster Hunter, uh, I know I'll usually answer whichever one you like the most, right? 
Um, they don't make one clearly better uh, than the other. W- with that being said, there's definitely certain weapons that people gravitate towards, uh, and there's certain weapons that are easier to master than others. Uh, the charge blade and the insect glaive have a number of complex mechanics going on. That, that, yeah, I mean, they, they aren't that complicated, but, but you're not going to get them intuitively just right away. Sword and shield, on the other hand, it does what it says. It's a sword and it's a shield. But it's also pretty easy to use. The combos on it are pretty easy to figure out. If you played other action fighting games in the past, you're going to be figuring out the combos on this without even running through the, through the tutorial. Uh, but the but the sword and shield has a number of things that that people don't know about. Just a couple of things. Now you said uh, that that you uh, that you discovered that it was a pretty effective weapon, huh? So I haven't used sword and shield since the, the PSP days. Ooh. Uh, I finally tried it again in Generations, and like I mentioned earlier on this, and I'm finding it to be extremely effective. And much different than it was way back in uh, the older games, probably by design. Uh, they've definitely changed it a lot since then. And yeah, I am loving, loving Sword and Shield. You know, it's it's an extremely versatile you know weapon. It's it's really fast. Uh, in fact, it's only second behind the the dual blades or the dual daggers, whatever they're called, uh, in terms of speed. All right? Did you feel like it was super sleek and fast to you? Oh yes. Yeah, it, it, and and it's got a mix of cutting and blunt attacks because you have the sword and you have the shield, and one yep. weapon works with. I mean, one button works for one, the other button works for the other, and these two combo up. Did you get any? Uh, did you get any uh, head hits in with your shield on the monster? Uh, I did not, but, uh, you know, this was Gormagala, so... Oh, yeah. He isn't going to leave his head sticking around for you. <laughs> right. But that is an option if you can if you can finagle that. But, uh, but and you'll notice it because, I mean, just like with any other blunt weapon, you'll see those circles around the monster's head when you get that hit just right. Uh, and that's pretty satisfying. Of course, when you knock about, it's even more satisfying. You know, you're not going to get the, the knockout potential you're going to get with the hammer or the hunting horn. Uh, but you, but but using a sword and shield, if you're pretty good, you can get a couple of KOs in the fight. Um, the the uh, but it's just a very very quick uh, weapon to get uh, that can do really great DPS as long as you really stay on top of the monster. It's it's really about doing a lot of light quick hits. Uh, instead of like the the very opposite of the great sword or the the hammer, where you're just trying to get in a few really super solid, powerful hits. Mm-hmm. The uh, and it's very fast and easy to react. I mean, we we're talking about monsters like Tigrex uh, and Galavanus that are just all over the place and that are very jumpy. Uh, it's a lot faster to stop in mid combo and get your shield up than than it is with than than it is with some of those slower, heavier weapons. Yeah, the only difference. For people that are used to like gunlands, you can't can't move around while you've got your shield up, so it's it does take a little adjustment from what you may be used to. Hmm. But you know what you can do while your weapon is out? Not when your shield What's is that? up, but while your weapon is out, you can run at full speed and dodge attacks without yes. you know being stuck in attack <laughs> animations or being slowed down. That is something else. I mean, even with the insect glaive, my character runs slower when the weapon is out if I'm running mm-hmm. on the ground. It's just, and with a heavy weapon like the greatsword, you're practically crawling. <laughs> no, and I found that that made it uh, in generations 
a great pair for the aerial style. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and and but uh, and that shield does let you block monster attacks, which only a number of weapons like the great sword, of course, the lance, the god lance. Uh, only a few weapons like that really have the, a blocking capability. You could save your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know when it came to like Nerd Gigante. Uh, and he does that Superman dive where he gets up in the air and he just crashes into the ground. Now, there's a way to dodge at the right minute if you're in the AoE because it's a huge AoE. And and you know at low rank or wherever it was, my first bottom high rank, boy, I would miss that attack more times than not. I would just die and it'd be a cart. Uh, so I switched <laughs> to a lance because having that shield made the difference between staying alive. Uh, the sword, the sword and shield, shield doesn't quite have the same defense capability that the lance or the gun lance has. But it'll still mitigate a good chunk of the damage. Oh yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> now, one of the really cool benefits of the sword and shield that a lot of hunters don't know about is uh, just in, just in case it isn't versatile enough yet, is you can actually use items while the weapon is out. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an extra bonus. What you want to do is you want to hold down to your shoulder button that you usually use, I think, with the slinger. But you hold down that shoulder button, and then you press the use item button. And your character will quaff his potion, you know, sprinkle the powders, whatever, without having to go through the animation of putting away the weapon. So you're able to run at full speeds, quaffing down potions, spreading powder all over the place. It's 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 really great, especially in, in Monster Hunter World where it allows you to quaff and move at the same time. Mm-hmm. So And then, then there's the blade coatings, too. Yeah, in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, uh, you could put uh, three types of coatings onto your weapon. Do you know what they are? Uh, stamina, mm-hmm. and I forget what because <laughs> I only use the I only use the stamina. Stamina is really the only one you need, boys and girls. Let's be honest. I believe it's blue in color, but when you hit the monster with the stamina coating, you you apply it to your sword, which by the uh, sword and shield, which by the way, you can do it while it's out. Uh, and for the next couple of minutes, your hits will drain the monster's stamina faster. And there's nothing like getting him panting earlier on. Uh, but there's also the green, I believe, is. Uh, for um, doing extra part damage, or and then the red I think is for extra affinity, which is critical hits. So, but I'm with you. I I, I just want to exhaust the monster as quick as I can because yeah. then I can open up a can of whoop ass on them. Yeah. Not to mention if you're if you're a fan of using flash grenades and such, you'll get a much better effect when the monster is exhausted and you stun him with a flash. Then it's just open season. That's been something I've been experimenting with in, in Iceborne. You know, play the game for 200 hours. And I just happened to find out by accident uh, that when you use a flash on a monster when it's exhausted, you get a much longer swooning animation out of it where the monster's just (laughs) sitting there letting you just wail on him. Especially if you can do it when he's running away from exhaustion, like he's going on to a new area. My favorite thing to do is get right up behind him and throw a flash flash grenade so it lands in front of his eyes. And he'll just stay there for a solid 30, 45 seconds while the whole team wails on him. Makes you feel like the superstar of the team when you do that. And with the sword and shield, you never had to put away your weapon. Yep. Which, that, that few seconds for a faster monster can make the, mean the difference of it running, getting, getting away when it's running. Uh, so it's, it's, a huge, it's a huge advantage. Now, one of the other things is because it's the second fastest speed... It's also one of the few melee weapons that really benefits from elemental damage. 
Uh, we don't really go, spend a lot of time on this show going into theory crafting of exactly how damage works, but suffice to say, you can find the the websites and the videos that explain this in detail online. I did. But uh, the short version of it is when it comes to most weapons in life, the going with a weapon that just does raw physical damage over an elemental weapon will give you a higher DPS, especially when you put the, I think it's called the Elementalist Gem on an Iceborne, mm-hmm. which raises up the damage of any weapon that doesn't have element attached to it. So you can you can do a lot of DPS that way. But with faster weapons that do less physical damage per hit, uh, they get more of a benefit when they have you know a whole chunk of elemental damage on with them, especially when the monster's weak to it, of course. Uh, and for, you know, according to most guides, the weapons that really benefit from that are the twin daggers, the sword and shield, and of course the the bow guns which are elemental ammunition but uh but yeah sword shield is definitely one of those that you want to try to get the element of the monster uh his weakness that to get the most damage potential out of it which which means if you'll do you know if you're kind of a person like me that likes to have lots of different weapons you may only have one or two of most weapons but you'll have like six sword and shield and twin dagger sets because you'll want all the different elements so, interesting food for thought, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, with the right gymming, you can make this more offensive, or you can gym in for guard up so that your shield is more effective. There's all kinds of different ways you can you can, uh, you can kind of do this. You know, one thing I haven't even tried is in the older games, you had guard up, which would automatically put up the guard when monster attacked you if you weren't in the middle of an attack animation. I, bet you that I would... love that. I love the guard. Isn't it great? But I bet yeah. you that would be super, I mean, just thinking out, off the top of my head, I've never tried it, but that should be super effective with a sword and shield since the reaction time on that's so quick. Mm-hmm. Mm. But let us know if you play a sword and shield. You know, now, 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 one of the questions I get sometimes is like, Phil, it's a, if it's such a newbie-friendly weapon, does that mean it's not as good DPS as some of the more complicated weapons that you have to learn to master? And, and the answer is no, absolutely not. The sword and shield, most of the weapons are bound to do really good DPS at the high end. And you'll find players of all types um, at the high end that use all the different weapons to take on master rank mm-hmm. monsters. Uh, but the, the sword the sword and shield damage output is just as good as any other weapon that's out there. As long as you stay offensive, it is supposed to be an offensive weapon. Yes, it has a shield, but you're not like the you're not like the lance and the gun lance that are meant to spend time behind the shield and let the monster come to them. They do really great damage um, for the few hits that they do because of that because they're made to be more defensive with the sword and shield you get the best dps when you stay on the offense just using the shield to occasionally block that last minute you know charge that you couldn't roll out of the way on so you like it right i love it sword and shield and i've been, i like it i've been playing a lot of it as i told you in, in monster hunter generations i love my princess poison rapier blade of death so all right cool all right well we're gonna take a another break and when we come back i think we're going to do an investigation on biototis so hold on tight We have returned. The investigation segment is where we take a monster and we go into all of its juicy entrails after we cut it open. That's what we do when we carve a monster. Mm, Yummy. Biototis steaks. 
Beodotus is a large monster of Monster Hunter World. It was added with the Iceborne expansion. And, 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 uh, boy. Uh, so we're now into Iceborne monsters. We spent the first 13 shows talking about the significant hurdles that you face in Monster Hunter World. We're going to spend, I think right now I have like 10 to 12 more monsters. We're skipping variants. Uh, we might talk about the variants when we talk about the main monster as they pop up here and there, but I'm not going to go into core. As I mentioned last week, we're not going to go into Coral Pookie Pookie or anything along those lines. But we are going to go over all the big monsters that might give you a, a bit of a heartache when you first fight them. And the first one on the list is Beotodus. He's the first creature you fight. And if you just jump right into the expansion like I did, uh, he can give you a little bit of a wake up call. <laughs> Yeah, I failed the first time I fought him. Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore, and the monsters aren't going to just lay over and die for us like they did. <laughs> Especially, like, the first monster, I'm thinking, oh, this is like the, I'm thinking, this is going to be the Pookie Pookie. Yeah. Of the exp- no, no. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. So, he is, uh, Beatotis is a, a Piscine Wyvern. So, he does that whole running underneath the ground thing but i guess in this case it's the snow you'll see his little shark fin up there as he's coming towards you and he'll jump up out at you very much like a gyrotodus or um uh, lava 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 d whatever his name is (laughs) the lava version of geotodus uh but anywho he 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 likes to hide in the snow he will get aggressive you get close to him and uh, and and he really is a surprise surprise he's uh he's he's resistant to um water and immune to ice <laughs> but he's also <laughs> immune to dragon uh he is weak to fire and uh, a little bit less weaker to thunder he throws a lot of ice blight around which when you have ice blight your character will look like they're covered in some sort of snow more importantly you'll see that your endurance bar i think is turned blue with little down arrows next to it, which means that your endurance is depleting more rapidly. This is on top of the fact that when you, you fight Beotodus for the, uh, well, I guess just about any time I fought him, it's in the horse, uh, the the horror, uh, what's it called? The the ice the ice area, the new ice area. Yeah. Oh, horror for horror frost reach. There you go. Right, which has a which has constant. Just about every area in that one is got cold condition, which is going to lower your maximum stamina fast if you're not drinking warm potions, or you have some sort of you know ice protected armor like Beatrice armor. Ah, <laughs> he does make good armor, doesn't he, Mike? Yes, he does. Uh, yes, he does. So, tell me about your experience first fighting and what made him so difficult. Um, just wasn't able to do enough damage to take him out. That was mostly oh. it. Oh, so you, you hit the time limit on the quest. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I think that was also surprising was that this pookie pookie creature, uh, I think it took me over 40 minutes. Yeah, it takes forever. Uh, you definitely have to come in with your high DPS, but, you know, being that he's always underground and he's constantly attacking you and making you heal a lot uh, when you're not used to his patterns that can be a bit of a problem yeah if you're going in with a fast weapon like the sword and shield or the dual daggers you're going to want to bring your fire elemental version of those if you can 
Yeah, especially given that obviously you're going in with high rank gear and not G rank gear, you want to use the best you can and especially go after his elemental weakness. Yep. Very important. Now, what a lot of people don't know is uh, I believe, and I could be wrong here, I did it right after him, but I believe I could have just returned back to town, abandoned the quest, and done what I did afterwards, which was uh, you can find investigations and an optional quest where you get to fight things like Great Jagras and Pookie Pookie in Master Rank mode and before fighting him. And so while my fight with him took way too long and I was worried about my next fight uh, after him with Moose Boy, which we'll talk about next week, uh, and I was worried that I wasn't going to do enough damage. When it's taken me, you know, 40-some minutes to kill a regular creature, uh, it's taking too long and I need to, you know, increase my DPS. So um, I fought a whole I whole, uh, Great Jagras and stuff. I made up Great Jagras armor because one of the reasons I wasn't DPSing is because he hits so hard to your normal high-rank armor. <laughs> uh, it just hurts. Uh, and then I went back and fought him with Great Jagras and Pookie Pookie Gear, and and it worked out a lot better. Let's see here. But yeah, he does. He does carve up into some some armor that makes you look like you have a shark head. <laughs> it is all about the shark head. Yeah, and there's a pretty cool palico set you can get too. Hmm. If I, which I believe is from this, the, the one where he gets like a snowboard. Ooh. Turns your palco into like a snowboarder. Well, there you go. A little a little quick tip we can give for you when you're fighting Beotodus. Bring some uh, sonic bombs with you, just like uh, Gyrotodus and any other creature that does a lot of underground uh, Diablos. Uh, if you throw a sonic bomb where it's underground, you'll force it to come up and cause it to flail around for a little bit. So there you go. That's your tip tip of the day. <laughs> quick, quick, quick tip uh, and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, once you get him down, uh, especially with the right kind of gear, he's not too, too hard. But it does require – he does require some preparation or some really good uh, dodging skills or both. All right. Well, we're going to take another break and answer your questions with our Argosy Mail segment. We're back. The bell means that the Argosy has sailed into port, and we've got a couple of questions. And uh, just to remind you all that you too can send your questions. Just hit me up on Twitter at jcservant. Email me jcservant at rpgamer.com. And I would be happy to read your questions on the air. Are you ready, Mike? Yes. I get the feeling these are more Mike questions. It's all about the mic questions. Let's take a look here. The first question. <laughs> uh, I choose life. I swear that never gets old. Um, <laughs> tell me more about what got you into Monster Hunter as a series. Hmm. Uh, that's a tough question because, I mean, I think I've talked about it before, how I played like the original not the original game itself, but 
Monster Hunter Freedom on PSP, and it kind of bounced off me at first. Um, it wasn't really until like Freedom Unite and Monster Hunter Three that I really started to started to almost get it. Like it's it can be kind of a hard series to get. It's a lot easier now with World and you know Four that kind of present themselves better. But you know back then it was it was hard to get into it because you know there wasn't a lot explaining what you're doing in the game and. Um, you know, there weren't a lot of clones at the time, so there wasn't a way to kind of grok the idea of, you know, you're fighting bigger and bigger monsters and making better and cooler armor and kind of, you know, enjoying that grind. And, you know, part of it, I think, was just the lack of multiplayer. Like, uh, finding other people to play on PSP was not very easy. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, I was about to say, like, was there a, was there an online for that, like there is nowadays, even for like Monster Hunter three and four, or, or how did that work? Uh there was for three, yeah, on the Wii. Um, if you wanted to do any sort of voice chat, you had to have some weird accessory. But yeah, it was there for the but for the PSP, there was not. Mm. It was a local multiplayer only, and I'm not sure I ever played any of the local multiplayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't really until th- three that I finally got a chance to play the multiplayer and get that, you know, playing with other people was a, a lot of fun. But, I mean, even with that, I didn't... Uh, you know, I never finished Vanilla 3. Uh, so it wasn't really until three Ultimate... Uh, a game that I ended up reviewing that I really finally got the series because I was forced to finish it, you know, like for to get all the way to the end. So, uh, yeah, um, that that's kind of when the series clicked for me because that that again had online multiplayer, but it was better, it was more stable, had better chat options, and it also had the whole thing where you could switch the game between, you know, the Wii U and the 3DS. Uh, so it was just, it was a much better game, and uh, yeah, that's that's when the series really, really clicked for me. So, hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's It's... Uh, if you've really never played a game like this, it's kind of hard to explain to someone what it is and why it's entertaining. Uh, but it's just all about like the fun of combat, the fun of building up your character and playing with other people. And you know, I th- it took a while, I think, for people to get that in the West, just because you know we're a bit more reliant on online multiplayer, and the series took a while to kind of get that and you know world obviously was is very obviously when the series kind of hit hit it you know out of the park for everyone but you know four four and three ultimate really there were a lot of people you know playing that and getting to know the series here and um you know that's kind of where the hardcore fan base started to build up itself so you know, I, I don't think I'm alone in that being like uh, where the series really clicked for me. 
And I completely forgot what the original question even was. I went off on such a, a tangent. Sorry. Well, yeah, it's it's a good story. Uh, I think I talk, might have talked about this before. I don't remember, but uh, I started. I, I don't. Maybe it was you or somebody had told me about Monster Hunter, and I started off. Yeah, you know, I bought Monster Hunter Four and tried it, and like you said, it didn't it didn't click? You know, it just didn't click. Uh, but then months later, uh, you were talking about it again, and for some odd reason, that prompted me to do a, a YouTube search, and that's where I saw some YouTube tutorial videos on how to play the game, and so I, I gave it another shot, and watching the videos, working through, uh, you know, how to cook your food, and how the different buffs work, and they stack together, and these things that the game just doesn't explain, uh, <laughs> how, how some of the combos work. You know, uh, the, the the combos, there's some there's some combo overview somewhere in the menu system, uh, but having someone there show it on a YouTube video and walk me through it was very, very useful, especially when trying to figure out how in the hell the charge blade works. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it was like my first weapon, and I couldn't figure out what made it transform. So, <laughs> much less how to charge it up and stuff. But it, it was... Uh, you know, it was a lot, uh, but 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 now that I had the videos and uh, I was, you know, Monster Hunter World had been announced and and, and that looked pretty impressive. Like I realized it was going to be something big. They were pumping all kinds of money into it. it looked awesome. So I'm like, I got to get into the series. I got to get ahead of everybody else. I want to experience this before you know this game comes out and then I'm spoiled, right? I, I've always had this saying like, I, if there's a series of games, I don't want to play the newest game and then try to go backwards. Because I've done that before, and it just never feels right. Uh, even if their storylines are connected, it's it's the quality of life and stuff that's harder to put up with. Uh, but if you start off with the old, as you don't know about the quality of life improvements, <laughs> so it's okay. So, um, but uh, yeah, I put in quite a bit of time before, and then Monster Hunter World came out. You and I were playing together at that point. Um, but you know, the surprising thing was, is it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the older games. Because in a way, they're kind of a different ball of wax. So, really you, are, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's clear that world builds off of uh, four and generations successes. But at the same time, it's also a different uh, a different type of experience. It's, it's almost different the way that World of Warcraft today is so much different than classic WoW. And, and yeah. why that draws, you know, two different audiences. So... Um, but, but they're close enough to where you can enjoy both. Uh, it, it does, you know, there's some people who enjoy just the older games. There's a lot of people who enjoy the newer games. And, and then there's people like us who enjoy them both for what they are. So, all right. Next question. Uh, let's see here. Whoops. I put the question on another tab. There it is. Uh, so you've mentioned this question comes from a JC servant, actually. I'll admit this one. <laughs> um, so I want to hear more about what 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 drew you into into pushing uh, into Master Rank and Monster Hunter Three because to review the game <laughs> to review the game you just had to beat it which normally just means beating high rank because that usually gets you credits. Master sure. Rank is usually above and beyond and definitely requires a different level of dedication. So what was your motivation there? Well, tell me that story. Curiosity mostly. Like I mean I had. Obviously, gotten help from lots of random people playing Three Ultimate, and uh, had seen their cool gear and stuff. But just kind of curious to see what was in G Rank. 
me because it kind of always been there for us in the West because we've got the the updated versions. But obviously, being the one, the first real one I dug into, um, you know, I had never gotten that far. So just wanted to see what was there, and the answer is. Um, Brutal, brutal death. That's that's what <laughs> that's what what is in store for you there. Yeah, uh, G rank is no joke in three ultimate, just like it is, just like in the master rank in Iceborne, and uh, yeah, got destroyed plenty of times, but have almost completed my gold Rathalos set. So, ooh, it maybe I'll finally be done with three ultimate Ooh, well and and i know there's gold rathalos in iceboard too uh so he's back oh he, fun yeah you're just gonna you're, you're just gonna have to have gold on everything uh <laughs> cool cool well thank uh thank uh thank thank everybody who mailed in a question which would include me i'm gonna thank myself here and we're going to take a break and we'll come back to wrap this up uh, with a visit to the canteen. This is the canteen where we just talk some kitchen sink stuff, what we're doing, and whatever. What anything new on your mind, Mister Apps? Uh, new baby. New baby, right? That's a new little little uh, monster in the Monster Hunter family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have obviously been playing a bit less, just from a little lack of sleep, but. Uh... How do you how do you do that, Mike? Because I mean, most people I talk to who have even one kid find it near impossible to get any time for gaming. How do how do you make that work? Because you seem to knock out a few things, you know, in the gaming world. Do you just like give up on sleep, or how do you balance that? Well, mostly I I already run on like five hours of sleep. That's like my happy place, so hmm. uh, it's not too tough for that to happen. So. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Well, there you go. Give up some sleep to play your games. Hey, I, I, I can't criticize you for that. Uh, that sounds like a wise choice to me. Um, so, <laughs> um, cool. I mean, also, other than that, I mean, my two older kids are uh, good sleepers at this point. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really had to deal with much of that in a long time. And baby so far is a good sleeper. So, knock on wood, we're doing good. Awesome, awesome. And you've been making some pretty good progress, it seems like, in Generations. You're pulling yes. way ahead of me. Close, 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 close to the uh, Urgent Quest in Six Star, which will then get me into the high rank single player, which is a good way to grind up for materials in uh, Generations and in 4, because those high rank single player fights are a little bit easier uh, than... Um, the multiplayer fights. Yeah, those multiplayer fights where the monster gets like two and a half times more health. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy, I made the mistake in, uh, and again, I, I hope I'm not repeating from something I said on the previous show, but I made that mistake of, of trying to take on a quest in the multiplayer hub by myself just to try to farm up some parts. Boy, <laughs> whatever it was I was fighting, which would normally be like a 15-minute uh, you know, monster, ended up being over 30 minutes. 
I was like actually starting to worry a little bit. You're right. It's so much easier in the, in the single player mode, unless you're going to get on board with a bunch of randos or something. <laughs> uh, but you know, for me, I, I do, I do have some switch time coming up here. Uh, I got a couple appointments to tend to where I'm going to be waiting on other people. So I plan to take my switch with me to those things and plan to do some catch up. Hopefully uh, with you there. We'll see how well that works out for our next show. But I think, uh, I think my next couple of weeks, too, when I get some weekend time, I'm just going to focus on Generations for a while because I think most of my friends are a little behind me in Iceborne. So give them the opportunity to catch up a little bit and grind up a couple of sets uh, while I focus on catching up with you a little bit in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. And you'll be happy to know I have been farting around with Monster Hunter Stories as well. Um, I got a couple more eggs. I'm still waiting for them to hatch to see what the hell's inside of them. Uh, but man, I got lost. I could not figure out how to get the map to zoom back out on the <laughs> overworld. And I couldn't remember where the bleep, the, the town was. Now there's a couple of like colored icon arrows pointing off to the edge. And I was pretty sure one of those was probably the town, but I picked the wrong one. So it took me forever to get back just to save, save the game. Cause I also couldn't figure out how to, like if there was a quick save, like, Normally, with most games, portable games, you can just do a temporary save when you're out in the field. Yeah. I don't know if there's such a thing, and I just didn't know where it was at. I don't think there is, but if you find any of like the fast travel spots, you can save there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm on my quest, Mike. I'm on my quest to have my very own rideable Kinzu. Because nice. <laughs> everybody needs a rideable, uh... a rideable Kinzu. So, yeah. Well, uh, uh, and one last thing uh, before we we leave, I'm going to put a little bit of a guilt trip on you, Mike. We still have we have to we have to work hard on on producing uh, more regular podcasts because I, I didn't realize this, but another another Monster Hunter podcast has gone down into more of a part time status. So we got to we got to take up the slack. I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah, gotta make it happen. So maybe in a couple of weeks. We'll get another episode up for you guys. If you want to hear more of The Hunt, please let us know. And let me just re- remind you. Uh, well, I don't have to remind you. I have a credit thing at the end that does all that. It's going to say remind you. This is all from RPGamer.com. <laughs> but uh, that's my other podcast where I always do that every single week manually. But anyway, we thank you so much for listening. Until next time, may your weapons always stay sharp. The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter, is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for RPG news, reviews, podcasts, and more. Leave your comments on our forums or hit us up at Twitter. You can reach out to Phil at JC Servant and Michael Apps at Ask Wheels. Let us know what you think and help shape our future shows. When you got a craving to turn monsters into fashionable gear, come back and join us on The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter.